Hello, hello, welcome back to the Thrive and Thread podcast. It's your girl Lauren, and we are here today with episode 73. I like naming the number. Sometimes it's just nice to recognize how far we've come and where we're going. It is the first episode of the new year, 2024. How many of you, and this is gonna show my age, whatever, (laughs) how many of you remember the year 2000, like when the clock struck midnight and it became the millennium? And I remember I was just standing in the kitchen with my mom. I was like waiting for something to break. I was waiting for Jesus to come back. Like we all thought, perhaps like maybe this is when the world was ending and so it's just so funny um to say 2024 and maybe you weren't born yet in the year 2000 all good um but yeah I am just in a state of nostalgia um as we wrapped up 2023 and we hosted our annual journaling retreat it was so so good I'm gonna link in the show notes a few prompts that I posted yesterday on the last day of 2023. Um, But yeah, today's episode is not about goals. It is not about vision setting. I think we all are susceptible to the pressure of doing more, being better, and doing all the things when it becomes January 1st. And so if you have felt the overwhelm, the pressure, maybe feeling a little lost as to what to focus on, you're not alone. And secondly, this is going to be our permission slip to do less. And it's wild for me to say that because when I look back at what I did in 2023, what we did with the lion's den, what we did with coaching, it was a very fruitful and full year And I'm like, wow, like how did I sleep? How did things get done when there were so many things? Today's episode is an ode to what we're not going to continue doing in the next season, in the next year, whenever you're listening to this, always applicable. The thing that I wrote down in my journal is, I'm willing to give up running in races that no longer align with my best future self. I'm willing to give up running in races that no longer align with my best future self. When I wrote that down, I just felt a weight lifted. And when I journal too, I often am speaking to myself as well. So I wrote that in the first person, but I also write in the second person, meaning I'll be like, you are allowed to to rest and not be everywhere. And that gives such a nurturing um, energy in my journaling, in my morning pages. And I just wrote to myself, stop being everywhere. And I'm sharing some of these personal things with you because I have a feeling that some of you are really gonna relate to it. Some of you may feel the pressure to apply for every single thing, to be at every single thing, to say yes to all the invites, to do all your friends' projects. And mm -mm. (laughs) I don't like feeling exhausted. I also have a chronic condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome, which means I do experience adrenal fatigue. I get extremely tired at certain times of the day. I literally need to lay down at certain times of the day. 
And, you know, these are things that I'm going to be working through in the new year as far as being more intentional about what's going into my body so that I can have optimal energy. One of my biggest values is having optimal energy and being in a good mood because when you're someone who has immense hormonal imbalances, if I'm not in a good mood, it's really hard to show up, right? But a way that I can help myself in that is to only say yes to things that are aligned. And how do you know if things are aligned? You have to know yourself. And again, I'm repeating the same thing. Journaling is a way to get to know yourself. Journal daily. My friend, my sister's best friend, she's also like a sister to me, asked me, how do you, how did you know that you were sad this time last year? Because we were going back and forth through uh, WhatsApp voice messages. And I said, oh, I knew I was sad this time last year because I pulled out my journal from a year ago. Um, And especially at the end of a year, I love to literally look back over the year through my journaling pages and see if there were any patterns, see what I was worried about, maybe excited about. And so what we are not going to continue doing in this next season, in this next year, is putting ourselves in races that were not meant for us. So whatever that means for you, maybe it's in your creative practice, maybe it's in the corporate world, maybe it's in your career building, maybe there are races that you've been running in and you're just tired because it's actually not for you. Which leads me into the next thing of, We are no longer going to continue doing things simply because we're good at it or only because we're good at it. How often have you found yourself doing things that you did maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, and you just continue to do it because it's on autopilot for you? Maybe every year you get asked to do whatever it is. Maybe it's to cook the turkey. Or every year you're getting asked to come back and present at this one place, but this place is no longer aligned for you, yet you still say yes because it's in your muscle memory, it's in your brain memory. And so for me, I am no longer going to continue doing things just because I'm known for it and just because I'm good at it. And that's something that I've been grappling with so hard, right? Because it can feel like a loss of identity. If you've been known for this particular thing, and you consciously make it a point to no longer do part of that thing or to even set it down, there's a lot of fear there. And this is something that I was sharing with a a very close friend of mine um, who's also been on this podcast. She's uh, Celesta. Shout out to Celesta. She's a mental health therapist. And we were just having an incredibly juicy conversation about letting ourselves set things down And the identity that gets wrapped up into what we do, which is why I love to say that your job title is not your identity. Your career is not your entire life. And that can be really hard to find those those fine lines if you're multi-passionate, if you're creative, and if you're anything like me who absolutely loves the work that they do. I'm obsessed with this work. I could do this all the time. But I have to be very careful to not get my self-worth from what I do. Because what have we found that when we do that? It's not sustainable. You cannot wrap your self-worth into external things. You cannot 
wrap up your self-worth into someone else's approval of you. You cannot attach your self-worth to getting accolades or awards because what if those things don't happen? Or what if they are happening and then they stop? And for me personally, when you are used to getting like a dopamine hit, and I'm sure you can all relate, whatever that dopamine hit is for you, maybe it's getting promoted, maybe it's getting signed, maybe it's getting clients. There's so many different ways that we get dopamine hits. It could even just be your social media, right? If we get addicted to that, then we find ourselves in this rat race of constant need for approval. (sighs) Not sustainable because we're human and we're not machines. And I really want to run with that in this new year, in this next season. And also a reminder that your January 1st doesn't have to only be on January 1st. Meaning, next Monday, if you're like, hey, I need a fresh slate, I want to try again, then let next Monday be your January 1st. There's nothing magical about January 1st. There is something in the air, right? There's this collective energy where everyone's setting goals or everyone wants to do better, be better. I don't know about you, but my phone was overflowing with notifications of 30-day challenges, all these things, which is great, but not good if I feel this pressure to do every single thing, right? And only you can mitigate that. So maybe turn off those notifications Maybe dismiss that notification. Let yourself off the hook, right? One thing that I want to do again this year that I did a few years ago was yoga with Adrian's yoga challenge. I don't feel a pressure to do it perfectly, meaning doing all 30 days. I'm doing it because I love yoga and I want to be back on the mat and I like yoga with Adrian. I think she's dope. And I also send it to a few friends to invite them along in the journey but I'm doing this with no attachment to the outcome. And so leading me to even our next point is I'm removing capitalistic ways of being out of my creative practice. It has been sucking the life and the joy out of it when I feel this pressure to do more, to make it better, to get it done in a certain timeline, which yes, we exist in a world where timelines are needed but even then redefining what consistency means for us too (laughs) so it's less about the streaks right I used to like get so upset when I would break a streak on one of my apps whether it was a meditation app or the bible app and I would have this physical response in my body and so funny like I wish you could witness it And I was like, you know, that is defeating the whole purpose of doing meditation. I am committed to these things for the wrong reason. If I'm more committed to the consistency rather than the presence and the quality of the practice, then I'm doing it wrong. And so I ask you, what in your life have you been so committed to the consistency that maybe you're no longer present for it? Or maybe the quality isn't there. And so I'm really moving and navigating in such a way where I want more depth and more quality than I do quantity. So I'm going to do less, whatever that means for me 
and whatever that means for you. That means I'm saying yes to things that feel aligned and yes to things that make me feel alive. That's how I operate. And I'm pretty sure some of you operate that way too. That's why you come and listen to the Thrive and Thread show. And the last thing that I'll share with you today is I'm no longer doing things only related to my career. And maybe you don't have that problem. Maybe you have a ton of fun, a ton of hobbies. That's something that I personally need to work on more is doing things simply for the sake of doing them without needing to get better, without needing to be great at them. Um, And so I really want to invite in a lot of spaciousness to do things not related to productivity and making sure that I don't bring those productive ways of thinking into that very thing. So an example is reading. A lot of us have reading goals, but if I set a goal and I don't meet that goal and I get really upset about it, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of why I even read. I read out of enjoyment, out of the passion, out of my love for learning, out of my love of being in another world sometimes. And so I want to take on more things that are not related to my career. That doesn't mean my career is going to decline. That doesn't mean that I'm neglecting my career. If anything, if I have more harmony in the other areas of my life, then I I truly honestly believe that my career will benefit from it. And if anything, it will flourish. And so the last point is no longer just doing things that are related to being better in my career. All right. Let's take a deep breath in. Exhale, let it go. Oh, that was a long one. (laughs) Let's do that one more time. Deep inhale through the nose. Deep exhale, let it go. I hope this episode was fruitful for you. I hope it inspired you and gave you encouragement to not fall into the trap of being more, being better, and being everywhere. And to remind you that, again, contentment and ambition can coexist. Let's quickly recap the five things we are not going to do in this next year, in this next season. One, We are no longer running in races that don't align with our best future selves. Number two, we are no longer continuing to do things simply because we're good at it or because we're known for it. Three, we are removing capitalistic ways of being from our creative practice. Removing capitalism from our creative practice. We'll talk about that more in this season. Number four, redefining consistency aka giving yourself grace on a continuous basis focusing more on the quality rather than the consistency and number five no longer doing things simply to elevate in our careers we exist in a world that is obsessed with our careers it's become a huge part of our identity And maybe it's not your career. Maybe it's your role at home. We get overly attached to these identities. And I don't want to do that anymore. You have permission and you have the power to recreate 
who you are and what you want to do in this lifetime. And a reminder that every day can feel like January 1st if you decide that it's a new day and that you get to start over as many times as you'd like. You don't have to wait until a new season, a new week, a new year to do that. Every day is a chance to grow, to love yourself more, and to get more honest about what you want from this lifetime. And if this episode resonated, please do me a solid, share it with a friend, share it to your social media, tag Thrive and Thread, tag the Lauren Devera, so more people can find out about this show. I so appreciate your time, your attention, and I would love to support you in this next season. Doors are open for Roots to Fruits group coaching, uh, an incredible program for creatives, visionaries, emerging entrepreneurs. We just wrapped out wrapped up cohort three, and if you have not been a part of it, then I invite you to apply. The link is in the show notes. It takes about five minutes to do that, and then we'll hop on a Zoom call and chat and see if this is a good fit for you. Um, and if you're not ready to do that, all good. Continue to listen to this show. Show up for our monthly mindful mornings. And I forgot to say this, but when you join Roots to Fruits, you get access to all of the lines and classes, all of the wellness offerings. And it's just, just is an incredible, dope, comforting, expansive space to be in. I'm going to link some of the recent interviews that I did on Instagram Live with fellow alumni. I love you. I'm sending you love. Please remove this pressure to be everywhere, to do it all. You're human. You don't need to be perfect. No one is expecting you to be perfect. And I know it feels that way. I know you feel the pressure to be perfect. But my goodness, let's give ourselves a break. Let's actually rest more this year. Let's take more mini vacations. Take more breaks this year. Not only will you benefit, but the people in your life will benefit. I love you. Keep being you and keep shining.